Do you find yourself constantly wrestling with the challenge of managing family expectations when it comes to your neurodivergent child's behavior during gatherings? You're not alone, Mama. As we navigate the holiday season, it's essential to address this aspect thoughtfully and create an environment where everyone feels comfortable and understood. Today, we're gonna focus on the complexities of family expectations and setting boundaries when raising a neurodivergent child to help you navigate these holiday gatherings with grace and confidence. So how can you ensure that your child's needs are acknowledged and that their experience during the holidays is positive? I'm Katie Keen, and you are listening to Her Home and Heart Podcast, where we conquer overwhelm by pursuing balance through holistic living, holistic homeschooling, and family connections. You are in the right place if you want to replace frustration with peace and master creating a loving sanctuary in your home. This episode is designed to equip you with practical tools to manage family expectations effectively, to turn holiday gatherings into moments of joy and togetherness where every member of your family can thrive. By the end of this episode, I believe that you will feel equipped to have a wonderful and joyous season. Before I dig into the six ways that you can help manage family expectations, I want to tell you that if you would like support from others who are also going through this, we would be so honored to have you in the Greater Honor membership. I've put the link in the description. I've mentioned it to you before. It is a community of families who have decided not to journey alone anymore. People who want to laugh until we cry together. We've decided to pray for one another when we're in crisis. Listen and encourage each other when we're in pain and going through grief. We would love to have you walk through life with us so that you will become strong enough to eventually turn and be the person that you needed for your own local community. The doors are not always open, but they are right now. So I pray that you consider joining us before they close again. Let's dig in to talking about how can we manage family expectations with our neurodivergent child. I'd like to thank CTC Math for contributing to keeping this podcast on the air. It's a very convenient program for busy moms like you and me. Head over to ctcmath.com and tell them we sent you. Before gatherings, it's helpful if you're able to sit down with family members. This might be that you do it on the phone, maybe through FaceTime or even Zoom, and it needs to be a place where they know you're coming to specifically discuss your child's needs so that you can actually express your desire to them for a positive holiday experience. Now, not every family is open to this, and I understand that, but for those of you who do have family that does want to support you, even though they really just don't understand how, here are a few things that you can do. We're going to cover six things. First, Host a family meeting before the gathering. This is where you're going to discuss your child's needs, their sensitivities, and the expectations that you have for what would make a really good holiday event. This does not mean that you are being bossy. This does not mean that we're taking advantage of other people or adding in any extra work for others. This is more of an informational session where they can get a bigger picture so that they can understand what's happening, where we're able to do effective communication simply for them to listen and know how they can support us. During this meeting, it's where we would be able to set clear boundaries, especially if we have family members who are not supportive. This is where you will clearly communicate the boundaries for how they will interact with your child. We do not want family members scolding our child or quizzing our child or any of those other things. Instead, we need to explain why these boundaries are essential and how they can contribute to a positive experience, how they can build a 
positive bond. Most family members, even if they're critical, actually do want to have a positive bond with us. They just don't understand. And so uh, my dad used to say, never assume malice for ignorance will do. When we explain these boundaries and we sometimes must be firm and clear while also being kind, we establish boundaries around how they will interact with our child. Too often, family members can be opinionated, and unfortunately, they're not all as supportive as we really need them to be. But in those cases, we must be our child's advocate and supporter. We are the parent. Regardless of what any other family member says, we are accountable to God for how we parent, how we protect, and how we nurture our child. And sometimes that requires calm, loving firmness without bending to the family member. And again, I'll remind you, this is not so that we can walk all over them or the gathering and make ourselves or our child the star of the show. This is so that we can coexist peacefully inside of the same social gathering and allow our child to experience it positively as well. Number three, assign support roles. So supposing that you do have a supported family, allocate specific roles to those supported family members. So it can be like this. You designate a safe person That might be the person who the child goes to for sensory breaks. This could be you and your spouse if you don't have anyone else. I mentioned that in a previous episode. If no other adults are available to help or willing, then just plan ahead with your spouse for how this rotation can occur. But it could also be that if your child wants to pick their favorite auntie or their favorite uncle, they can go and have those sensory breaks and have some support from more adults than just you because that allows you as the mom and dad to take a break too. We've already covered having a family meeting, setting clear boundaries, especially if there are non-supportive family members, assigning support roles with any family members that are supportive, or splitting it up between you and your spouse so that there are no misconceptions and no bitterness between you. Number four is education and resources. You're going to share resources or articles with any of the supportive family members that will help them better understand your child's unique needs. You'll be able to share with them different ways that they can support you. And maybe you don't have educational resources. Maybe it's your own personal experiences. But anything that you can give to them to help them see from a medical standpoint what is occurring with your child will be helpful in getting them on board to truly support you. Number five, practice empathy. Not only do we need to have empathy for the family members that don't understand and appreciation for the family members who do, but we want to encourage them to practice empathy for our child and to put themselves in our child's shoes. This really will lead to much more understanding and a deeper level and a supportive atmosphere. And sometimes those resources on our child's condition medically can be an avenue to helping them practice empathy. The last tip I have is simply to make a plan with your spouse and your child. Regardless of how your extended family reacts, regardless of if maybe it's not even family, maybe you're just going to a church Christmas gathering where there just isn't somebody who's going to understand, where maybe you don't need to have that kind of conversation, but you can still do something to support your child and your family. You can create a simple signal or a sign that your child can use when they need a break. It is really, truly a powerful tool. This helps your child feel in control for maintaining calm and balance, even in the middle of a chaotic environment. And I'm going to dive into a lot more detail on exactly how you can do this in the next episode and give you specific techniques. So just to recap, we talked about having a family meeting, setting clear boundaries, assigning support roles so that you can share the load of helping your child be calm 
having educational resources available, practicing empathy and encouraging your family members to practice empathy too, and making a plan with your spouse and your child regardless. By setting boundaries and involving your family if they're willing, you can really ensure the gatherings become an opportunity for growth and understanding and connection. And if they are not, this is still an opportunity for growth and connection between you, your spouse, and your child. I am praying blessings on you. I know that you will be able to have a wonderful holiday season, especially if you focus on the reason that we are celebrating. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.